All right, welcome to Mule Tip Tuesday, you guys. It's uh, November 17th, 2020. Still 2020. It's been 2020 for like three years. Yeah. <laughs> um, appreciate you guys being here today. Uh, we need to thank our sponsors before we get going too much. We got Ernest Brenneman Saddlery. You guys have heard me talk a lot about Ernest. Um, I love that saddle he built me. Riding in it almost every day, and he does a good job. Will you tell them his number, please? 417-589-0209. I had to pull it up. There you go. <laughs> Hope that's correct. <laughs> <coughs> and he, he's Amish, so he'll never see this if it isn't yeah. So, anyways, uh, and then also uh, I want to thank uh, Triple H Outfitters, my buddy Jim Huggard. Um, if you guys haven't, you need to go listen to, um, I guess it's my most recent episode on the podcast, um, with Jim Huggard. Uh, he's a very interesting guy. Um, this guy and I, we've been friends with him most of our whole lives. I've known him In fact, forever. um, it was because of Jim, I think that we kind of met, um, cause my dad was friends with Jim and your dad's friends with Jim and that's kind of the connection there. So. Anyways, uh, you got to go listen to his pod, uh, his episode on the podcast. Um, and if you're not subscribed to the podcast, you should be. Everyday Mealmanship with Ty Evans. You can find it on uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, um, Spotify, and a whole bunch of other little ones. So, anyways, Triple H Outfitters. And where'd his card? Oh, there it is. It's just throwing Sorry. stuff. I dropped stuff. <laughs> um, he doesn't have a website, but his number is 801-830-0747. Custom-made leather goods, saddles, pack saddles, shaps, chinks, old-time cowboy gear, spur straps, and mule gear. So, anyways, look him up. He's awesome. Okay, so our tip for this week is... To focus on the good stuff and reward for that. Um, it's real easy to, um, it's kind of like you and talking to Ellie, don't let her get into the Valley of Grump. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the Valley of Grump. It's a poem. Um, yeah. So don't, don't focus on everything that your mule or your horse does wrong or that your donkey's doing wrong. Um, don't focus so much on the negative. Or that they're not doing right. Um, yeah, or they're not doing it right, or this isn't perfect, or this isn't going well. And really try to focus on what they are offering and really try to try to magnify, uh, that's a good word, um, magnify the good stuff. Uh, whatever it is that they're offering, try to magnify that and make that more so. Um, because I, I found... It's interesting with, with you know, all this checklist that we teach and all the stuff we talk about. If you can get a couple little pieces going pretty decent, um, the other pieces kind of fall into place, don't you think? Mm -hmm. It's like if you, you know, like today, so Donna Tillman is watching. I'm working Donna's mule named Salsa. He's a four-year-old, and you're going to see some videos of him coming up on our video library that we're building. But... Um, like today, uh, I got on and, and um, you know, he, st he stood still to, to get on. We did our lateral, lateral flexion. That went well. And then we spent the next 
30 minutes just working on centered circles. And I just rode around the arena and I made a right circle over there. And then I rode clear to the other side of the arena and made another right circle. And I stayed on the right side for probably 20 minutes of the 30, 35 minutes, whatever it was. And then I worked on the left. And that left side comes so much easier um, than the right did. It just pieced together nicely. So um, anyways, try to bring out that good stuff. Uh, don't worry about how far you need to get. Don't worry about the stuff that's not going well. Focus on the good and make that a priority to reward for. You got any uh, comments on that? Well, it just, most of this stuff makes me think of my girls and because we do homeschool. So like that really applies like just for example with Swayze right now, she's five, she's kindergarten learning how to read. And you know, for her it's like every little thing, you know, I'm like, great job or good try, but maybe, you know, it wasn't right, but I'm gonna give her some credit for trying and um, keep it fun, you know? So I feel like if I got too frustrated on her, she, oh, she can't read the word cat, <laughs> you know? Rather than breaking it down and focusing on, good job, you. You got this little piece and this little piece, you know. So I think you can apply that to many things yeah. in life. Let us know what you think of that tip for this week, guys. Leave your comments. Tell us what you think. Appreciate the feedback. We got, uh, I got four good questions that come in this week, and I hope we can get to all of them today because some of them are going to take a little bit of an explanation here. Um, so question number one uh, comes from Scott Nichols. Scott, are you watching today? If you are, say hello. Um, so Scott wrote in and, uh, long story short, he has a mule that is not punctual and is less responsive to pressure than he'd like. So he had a, he has a couple questions. Number one is, uh, does he need to create the punctual response basically like with the groundwork by reinforcing it, um, with more energy when, you know, like with a flag. And he says when he does that, if he, if he, uh, Brings up his energy a little bit. The mule kicks out at him. Okay, so that's his first question. Um, and I'll I'll start by addressing that. So back to his original statement. Um, his mule is less responsive to pressure than he'd like it to be. Um, this is something important. This is important for me to, to kind of highlight right now. Is, Scott, don't focus on getting your mule light to pressure um there's so many mules and horses and donkeys that are so uh they just wait to be to be driven um and they just wait to be uh like they're forced into it like they're just waiting for you to to put pressure on um and those of you that have been to my clinics, there's a lot of new names on here today, and I appreciate you guys being here, so some of you might not know. But in our clinics, we focus a lot on building a feel and trying to get our meals to respond to this feel rather than just pressure. So the very first move in the groundwork, for example, the very first thing on there, when we're trying to get the shoulders to yield, trying to yield the front, clear that front end, as we call it, that very first move I have you do it on a loose rein. So I don't want you to pull the mule one way or the other. I want you to have a loose rein, but still you're guiding, you, you have that direction going. 
So I don't want to have to to put pressure on right off the bat. So Scott, I would focus on on that. Uh, make that your central theme is to build a feel. Okay. Now you still may need pressure. So if the mule doesn't respond to this, if the mule doesn't go or whatever, and you need to use your flag, I don't have a problem with that. Um, but it needs to be swift. It needs to you need to get in and get out. So say you're trying to let's just say you're trying to work on uh, getting a centered circle. Okay. And the mule is going slower uh, than you'd like, which if they're going too slow, remember they're pushing on that back line when we talk about keeping them centered. In lots of these previous podcasts and Mule Tip Tuesdays, we've talked a ton about keeping them centered. And pretty much any video you guys will ever watch is about keeping them centered. I swear I say that more than anything. Like every answer to every question. Centered. <laughs> like it is the answer. So, But if they're going too slow, they're not centered. They're pushing on that back line. So that does need to be addressed, Scott. And I would come in there with a the flag and I'd tap it on the butt, whatever I needed to do. And he, he also has a comment in there that when he does this, though, the mule kicks out at him. I would, uh, with the kicking, I'm not going to really address the kicking. Um, I'm just going to focus on my question. So if I'm trying to get this centered circle going and I want a little bit more speed, that's my question. And the mule kicks, I don't respond to that. Because that's going to take me off of my question. Focusing on the question, I swear, that's one of like the hardest things. Mm-hmm. Like staying focused stick, on what you ask. Stick to your question. Because with the mules, it's so important. This is so important to know, you guys. Like, this is probably the most important thing I'm going to say today. Is whenever you quit, you confirm. And you need to know that even in your circle, like you're working on just getting the darn mule to make a circle. And they kick at you. And you address the kicking instead of your circle... You just confirmed that that kicking was part of the answer. Rather than just sticking with it, I just keep going for that circle. So how would I keep going for the circle? Well, if the mule keeps kicking at me, I just keep asking with the flag. I'll tap it on the butt again. I have no problem tapping it on the butt, but I'm not smacking on the butt. We just made a video of this, yep. just like yesterday. Yep. <laughs> I'm not smacking it on the butt to punish its kicking, though. Mm-hmm. Just I'd tap it on the question. butt. Yeah, I'd say, go finish your circle. So that's that's uh, that's so important right there, um, but basically Scott, you got to stick with it until you get that desired response. And again, back to what Sky was saying about our daughters learning to read cat. You got to break down that little word, even though this you're like, gosh, it's just grammar. This is just basic stuff. Basics build everything. So reward those small pieces. Every little try, reward that, and work from it in that. That angle. His second question, Sky, was when saddling, she gets fidgety, so he circles her. You know, that's kind of what we talk about, but uh, this is something that um, my answer to this first question also answers the second part of this. Because uh, he says when, when he's saddling, she gets fidgety, so he circles. And then when he finally gets the saddle on her, the mule wants to move the hindquarters away. <laughs> <laughs> so so um, I'm kind of giggling about this because... It's kind of like the old joke. If you want to, te- if you have a barking dog that you want to teach to shut up, <laughs> teach it how to speak, right? Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like that with the moving the hindquarters away from you, Scott. I'm actually, if I go to saddle up and the mule wants to move, I'm going to roll the hinds away from me. Very particularly, I will not circle. So I'm not going to just send them in. Um, these circles can get very mindless very quickly. 
So I'm not gonna just send them in a circle, I'm gonna roll the hinds. And if you get control of these hindquarters that way, you'll find that when you are going to cinch and, and, and do that, the mule's not gonna, uh, not gonna do that. Also, with the cinchiness, if they're wanting to move when you're cinching, you might take a step back and go back to like some of the stuff we teach um, when we're introducing the saddle to these colts and, and just try uh, putting a rope around that cinch area and tightening and loosening that rope as you go, so. He said he's on here, by the way. It's just under Jennifer. <laughs> oh, all right. He said, I'm here. It just says Jennifer. <laughs> all right. Thanks, Scott. Appreciate you watching. Okay. Uh, Nick Roberts has a question. Um, and he asked a question last week. And I appreciate the questions, Nick. If you're on here, say hello, please. Uh, Nick's, uh, he has a mule that's very herdbound to his mare. Um, and he, he says he can't do groundwork. Um, it's almost impossible to do groundwork when... The mare is out of sight of the mule, so he's asking if he should um, bring the mare over while he's doing the groundwork, um, or if he should separate them, like, um, permanently or whatever. He's wanting to know what to do there. Um, number one, I would say sometimes be careful on how much you, you bite off because you might choke. So if the mule is out of its mind because it is so herd-bound and you've separated this thing, um, you know, you, you've, the, the mare is out of sight, um, and the mule just can't handle it. That's, that's not going to help you, uh, fix this whole problem anyway. So I may bring the mare closer. Um, I'm not saying I'm not going to tie it up right next to the animal while I'm working or whatever. Um, but it, it may be in sight and I may focus on getting this groundwork going good, Nick, getting some quality and I would turn it up too. Um, because a lot of times when they're herd bound, it's like they're just oblivious and they kind of just tune you out and go round like and round. Like you're invisible. Yeah. So <laughs> I might turn it up. I might do quite a lot and transitions would be the key. Don't you think? Lots of changes. Yep. So I would, I'd do my circles. I'd roll the hind, roll the front, send the other way, circle, roll the hind, roll the front. And I'd be asking question, getting an answer, question, 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 and getting their mind on me. Um, while that's happening. So what I'm saying is I, I might not take the mare out of sight. I might work that mule with that mare in sight and then try to basically stretch that rubber band over time and get to where that mule is, is more mentally comfortable. And uh, anyways, that's kind of what I do there. So You want to have a good... Like you want to teach the stuff where the mule can learn it. Yep. And if that's with the mare insight and then you want to build on it though so that you're not relying on having to have the mare everywhere you go yep yeah you can't you, you don't want this to be your the your mule's binky you know it's just uh where it can't live without that mare also remember with a herd bound and you guys have all heard me talk about this many times but it's good to repeat because this is important is herd bound is not y'all's not your all, all, all how do I say that? <laughs> it's, not, it's not y'all's problem, okay? I don't know if that's correct. But it, it's, not, it's not all y'all's problem, okay? <laughs> um, the herd bound isn't the issue. And, and it's so easy for us to get hung up on that, isn't it? Mm -hmm. Like, oh, my mule's herd bound. No, it's not. They're, well, they're all herd bound. Mm -hmm. so, so that's not really your problem because that's, that is an instinct that they all have. These are equines, so they are, they're all herd bound. Your problem is, is the meal's not centered. So I would focus on it's getting that. It's a symptom to yep. the actual problem. Yep. So I would focus on 
getting them mentally comfortable with you, getting them centered, getting them handy. Okay. All right. Uh, <coughs> Cody, how did you say this last name? Okay, I'm going to guess. Tell me if I get it right. Bisignano. <laughs> Cody Bisignano. Tell Cody, me if I got it right. I'll be really proud. Are you on here? Um, I hope these folks that send in questions are actually watching. They usually are. Okay, good. Cody. So Cody came to our clinic this year in New York. And she had a stinking big cold. How, how, how old was he? Was he like a three-year-old? No, he's two. He's a two-year-old, big old Belgian, yeah, big draft meal. He was Rihanna's Oh, there twin. she is. Hey, oh. Cody. Hey, did I say it right? <laughs> um, so, so Jasper, her mule, is biting her or bite, trying to bite her and being very aggressive. And the mule is also trying to kick at Cody um, at feeding time while while Jasper's eating. Uh, he, if Cody walks out there, he's trying to kick at her. That's a um, big leg. That is a big leg. And it's a big old mouth to get yeah, bit by, too. It fit his, like, my head could go in his mouth. So, um, and, and the mule, uh, and he was this way kind of there, too. But the mule's just kind of all over the place. with it. He's just real fidgety and moves and everything. So she's wanting to know what to do. Um, number one, um, Cody's been doing a good job of this. But Cody, keep up the groundwork. Keep that up. Keep going. Um, focus on the simple stuff. And along with the, the thing that I just told Nick Roberts was um, that I... You, you might have to turn up your groundwork a lot. So um, maybe I go to ask the mule to clear the front. And I might really hustle that mule up and, and try to get a big a big yield. Like now. I'm not looking for these little baby steps in that moment. I'm looking for a big yield within that step. Um, I might turn up the volume a bit on the work that I'm doing. Um, also, I might go back to the hooking on piece. So... You know, when we're starting cults, we do a lot of hooking on in the round pin, just at liberty. And and Cody, I might recommend you go back to that and get this mule handier at liberty. Um, basically, where you can have more room between you and the mule and do a little bit better job of driving the mule, redirecting that mule, and doing those things. And when you're handling him, if he does bite at you or anything... Um, <laughs> It's it's kind of like I was reading something about Ray Hunt, and this is really hard to swallow because it, because our human nature is such a uh, we're such a defensive critter. Um, but Ray, somebody asked Ray Hunt, "Well, what do you do if you get bit?" And he says, "Well, endure the pain and don't let it happen again." <laughs> if you do get bit, you, yeah, you, I mean you're, you've got bit, so don't let it happen again. Well, how can you not let it happen again? You need to be, con if I'm dealing with a mule that's wanting to bite or kick, I am going to be so aware. You guys can't afford to be lenient and to um, relax, really, around those mules that are like that, or horses or donkeys that are like that. Um, you have to be aware. You got to be aware. You got to be, you got to be there. Um, the worst bite I've ever had was by that jack we had. Um what was his name that Caesar. bit me? Caesar. He bit me right on the shoulder. Uh, I was walking past this Jack's stall, and he just reached right over and <laughs> grabbed my shoulder, and I wanted to cry. He did. And maybe I did cry. Nobody <laughs> was there. But, um, well, okay, well, what can I do? It's not like I can go in there and beat the crap out of him for biting me, because just a second after he did it, he's not thinking about it again. Well, and he wasn't biting so, to be rude. He had some... 
thought happening. Well, the mares are over there, and he, he thought, he, yeah, yeah, and get he's the past that thought now, so like it, it doesn't yeah. connect. So I endured the pain, <laughs> and believe me, I didn't let that happen again. So if I'm, you know, if if I'm uh, around this mule, Cody, I am just so aware. Um, and I'm going to redirect that if he, if he gets that tendency and she also mentioned in her email that, you know, he's aggressive, you know, maybe pinning his ears back and things. I'm going to redirect that every time. If I, if that mule has that look to me, I'm going to move that mule and I'm going to move him with some serious authority. Every, every ounce of authority that I can muster out of myself, because obviously the mule doesn't think you have any authority. Okay? But he knows he's bigger than you. <laughs> and, 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 and you don't deserve authority. Like we don't, um, we're not we're not entitled we're not entitled to these guys respecting us. And in fact, you know, we could dive into the the mule brain and the horse brain, and you know, they're actually not even capable of respect. They do whatever's easy, and they can't think long term other than finding comfort in the current situation. So, this biting is not premeditated, Cody. This kicking is not premeditated. He just simply thinks that you're. Uh, you're in his way you're you're on the lower end of that totem pole in this little mule hierarchy so cody you're you're on the right track or big mule yeah yeah you're a big mule but you're on the right track cody keep doing your groundwork keep going it i might turn it up a little bit like i said i'm going to be seriously aware around this mule uh but but yeah that's uh anything you want to add to that um i was just gonna say it's um you know, if, if you already get bit, you're too late. Yeah, you're too late. So you have to be just so aware that you're catching those thoughts. Mm-hmm. You have to be, basically, I would just say, all you got to do is read their mind. That's it. Yeah. You know? <laughs> you know, mules are so honest, though. They, they're they yeah. going to tell you, mules, horses, donkeys, equine. I love equine because all of them are so stinking honest. They don't have any hidden agenda. They're not waiting and lurking to get you. They don't think that way. They so. just tell you how they feel. Yep. If you're paying attention, you can yep. see it. So you want to and try to make it easy f- for them to choose the right. That's what you're looking for. Okay. <laughs> make good choices. Yep. Okay. Uh, our last question today comes from Sue Callahan. I saw Sue on here, so I know she's watching. So she's got a mule that she bought um, this spring. Um Long story short, Sue will be out in the lead on a trail ride, and somebody passes her uh, on the trail, and the mule gets super chargy. He gets amped up. He gets energized, and he wants to go, go, go faster than Sue wants to go. Um, so she's asking what she should do about this. Um, and she's uh, and, and Sue, I'm sure you kind of know what's coming about the bits. But she is. She says she's using a half breed bridle bit, which half breed bridle bit is a fantastic bit, but it's like the master's degree it's of chrome. education. Chrome's bit. It is. It is such a high level of education to use that. And if you're having these problems, Sue, that meal doesn't need to be in that. Um, and she mentioned in her email that she's a little worried about doesn't want to use the snaffle out on the trail because she feels like she needs more leverage. Leverage is not your answer, Sue. Okay, it's and it's, it's false. It is it's fake. It's, it's false hope. Okay, um, and remember, Sue, I'm I'm sharing these things with you guys out of experience because I hope you guys can learn from the experiences I have had with this. I know all about the bits that people want to use. Um, there's lots of bits that I am totally embarrassed 
to tell you guys that I have used. Um, but I've learned that you guys can learn from my experiences, so now, you know, I share them. So the half-breed bit is a great bit. It's a great tool. You guys, I hope all of you have a, a half-breed bit hanging on your wall that you hope you can get to someday. I, I would love it if, I, if you guys took a picture of, like, your goal bit. You know, a nice bridle bit hanging there that maybe someday and, you know, a few years from now you could get to it. But that's using the wrong tool right now, Sue, at the wrong time. So, because the moves I'm going to tell you to do, um, th they're not going to be applicable uh, to this mule if you're using that bit. It ain't going to work. And the lever's not going to help you um, with these uh, moves I'm about to, to talk about. And these moves are... Um, so... My favorite one, and I wrote an article about this in the Western Mule Magazine, what, probably three years ago? It's on the website. It is on our website. I think it's called Finding the Opportunity. Yep. If you guys go to our website, tsmules.com, and you go to articles, and find the article entitled Finding the Opportunity uh, by yours truly. <laughs> and um, basically, I talk about, the, Sue, exactly what you asked here, the same exact problem. I I talked about this in that article. Okay, and... Here, she said, so go back to the yep. straight snaffle. Yep, just a smooth mouth snaffle bit. O-ring, smooth mouth snaffle bit is great. But um, basically, every time you feel that mule's energy come up, not when it goes to trot or walk faster or whatever, not when it's making the transition, Sue, but as you feel it coming up, preparing... To make the transition see the mules they're, they're not going to fool you guys i promise it's like i was saying they're so honest they will always tell you what they're going to do before they do it if you can feel of the mule okay so so when you feel that mule's energy surge up i want you to slide down one side or the other let's just say you do the right side first however the trail helps you too is is very applicable but Basically, I'd slide my hand down that rein, say right rein. I'd go to position one with my right rein. So position one with your rein, to remind you, is having that mule, the neck and the pole, bent to 90 degrees, and your hand, which is on the right rein, your right hand on your right rein, is right in front of your saddle horn, right in front of your belly button. Okay, That's position one. That's what I'm going to draw the mule's head to at the same time, or actually slightly before, because remember, seat leg, then rein. So so before, I've prepared with my seat, and I'm getting my leg in third gear, which is, uh, so my right leg is going to go back by my right, uh, uh, the rear cinch on the right side, okay? And I'm going to roll the hinds to the left all the way around, and I'm just going to return to the trail. So I'm not, I'm not making continuous circles. I'm not going round and round and round. I'm doing I'm rolling the hinds one circle, returning to the trail. And I will do that over and over and over again. And I will alternate sides if I can. Uh, so that's my preferred thing is to alternate sides. But every time I feel that mule even just build up energy, I'll just do it. And you'll be surprised how many times you roll the hinds on a trail. Um, and a little bit more advanced move of this is to roll the hinds 180 degrees and then bring the front back. 180 degrees so you roll the hinds roll the front and re just you're back on the trail by doing that and i would pile these on sue every time that mule built up i would just pile them on and don't be surprised if you get 
hundreds of them. When Ty says pile them on, like he means it. <laughs> a ton of them. A ton of them. And some of you guys watching, a few people on here, you guys have uh, been to some of the trail riding clinics with me. Christy's or, on here. Christy's on. So Christy's done this. But I mean tons of them. So just recently, we just finished up our uh, extreme trail clinic here in uh, Utah. And I was riding Little Lariat. Mm -hmm. And Skystar Film, I got a clip of this for you guys that I could, uh, I need to edit it and make it a video so I can post it. Um, but basically I can show you exactly what I'm doing. I'm applying this going down the trail. And it's really good when the trails are rough and narrow. That's a great, great time. But I can, I can do them anywhere. But that's a great way to get the mule thinking again. So Sue, those two moves in your snaffle bit, you can't go wrong there. And hundreds of repetitions. Yeah, I wanna add that something that I learned about that was when I was having trouble, I don't know, a while back, and uh, um, I was actually riding Riata, but Ty, you know, I, I was just kind of paying attention to when she went, you know, she wanted to trot to catch up or something, this was a couple of years ago. And um, Ty was like, just like telling me like, you're late, like you're taking too long, you're not reading mm -hmm. her quick enough kind of thing. So I learned um, to not wait, until, like he said, don't wait until they're already basically doing if it. If they've made the transition, you're too late. Yeah, you missed it. But and you then, can still do it, but you're too, you're too late for, yeah. for the redirection. And then also, he was telling me, he's like, look, at, look ahead of you. You know when it's coming just by the terrain in front of you. You yeah. know, when you see that there's like a slight downhill, well, she's going to use that momentum yep. to go. So do it before, you know, or catch her, you know. So then I was like. Duh. <laughs> like, yep. And so just one of those things again where you just gotta read their mind. That's all. Yeah. <laughs> I tell you what too, and you know, you guys have heard me talk about this. You guys can find something good in any of these negative situations. Um, and so when a mule's doing this, Sue, I'm gonna get something good out of this. And if I can get that move rolling the hinds, rolling the front, if I can get that sharp, I'm gonna do it. Because I guarantee you, I promise you this, you're gonna roll the hinds 180 degrees, okay? So picture you're going down the trail, you've rolled the hinds 180 degrees. Now you're faced the opposite way of this herd momentum, the way you're going, right? When you bring that front end around, they are going to fly, okay? <laughs> they are going to move fast and enjoy it and say, oh, that's how it's supposed to feel like. And they'll sit back. They'll be on their haunches. <laughs> that's how it's supposed to feel when you guys are asking for this. So you might as well get something good out of it, Sue, but... I wanted to add, wait, I wanted to add, Sandy Ludke said on here, she said, sometimes it feels like it's getting worse before it gets better. Yep. And that's the way it goes, and that goes back to what Ty says all the time, is usually people are doing the right thing, they're not doing it long enough. Yeah, you got to hang in there. Just hang in there, you're going to climb the, whoa. That anxiety will go up, and you gotta you got to ride with them and stay with them and keep doing this and get through that anxiety. Don't leave your meals, I, I beg of you, Sue, and all of you watching, don't leave your mules hanging on the anxiety. That is terrible. And it will get so bad. And you will ruin a mule if you leave them hanging on that anxiety. Don't deal with it. Help them through it. So, anyways, we're out of time today. So, I uh, appreciate you guys watching. If we could ask you a couple favors. If you guys like these Mule Tip Tuesdays, and if you like these podcasts, if you would do us a favor and leave us a five-star review and uh tell us what you think leave a comment we'd be so grateful particularly and share. And yep. share. hit the share button right now before you guys sign off hit the share button hit the like button and uh we appreciate it and if you're not already subscribed to our podcast everyday mealmanship with ty evans 
uh, please do so. And uh, we're also on YouTube. You can subscribe to our channel on YouTube for more videos. So thank you guys. God bless you. And we'll see you next Tuesday.